When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. This episode is brought to you by Google. Google's two-step verification was built to secure your account and help prevent cyber attacks, even if your password is compromised. That's why Google has made it easy to sign into your account with this additional layer of protection. Just one tap and you're in. Learn more at safety.google. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to the best damn movie-related show here on the internet. This is your host, as always, for Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGore. For today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about Howard Stern slamming Simon Cowell over Gabriella uh, Union's controversial HET firing. And I'm also going to be talking about Ryan Johnson wanting to direct a Mandalorian episode. Vin Diesel wants to make another Chronicles of Riddick movie, which will be the fourth movie in the franchise. And then he's also wanting to make a Last Witch Hunter Part 2 movie. God knows why. But I'm going to be talking about that and so much more. And I just want to say it's an honor and a privilege to be able to do this every single day. Talking about movies or TV shows in front of a virtual water cooler. And I also want to mention the fact, too, that we are actually doing our holiday showdown. This is where you guys... The fans get to choose what Christmas movie is going to be fighting for the number one spot in the contender match. So we have Home Alone facing off against Krampus. Right now, Home Alone is actually winning. In four days, we actually get to crown the winner of that round. Then we go into the next round. And I'll be talking about that on my next podcast on who won out of the Krampus and Home Alone. Right now, Macaulay Culkin's being the snot out of Krampus. So... I kind of figured that's the way it was going to go down, but still, you the fans get to decide on that. So if you haven't voted or anything, go ahead and check that out. It's going to be pinned straight to the Movie Lovers Unite page. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this thing. So today, Howard Stern slammed Simon Cowell over Gabriella Union's controversial AGT firing. Now, before I get into this thing, I just want to say that this is actually me stepping out of my comfort zone just a little bit because normally I don't talk about certain things whenever it's related to like AGT, reality shows and stuff like that. I tend to kind of stray away from that. But since we're already talking about racial issues, we're talking about certain things that like the whole entire thing with Julia Roberts and wanting to be cast as Harriet Tubman. Well, she didn't want to, but the studios want her to be Harriet Tubman. Then you also have some other controversial stuff that's been going on. I figured this would be actually a good time for me to get out of my comfort zone a little bit more and talk about this. But this is what Howard Stern had to say. He says that Simon Cowell keeps the men on no matter how ugly the t- and or talent- talentless they are while he fills up the panel with more young hot females. The network also told her not to wear certain hairstyles because they deemed it too black. Now... Here's my thought process on this, is I used to watch AGT all the time, up until last season, because of the fact I didn't like the fact that they got rid of Heidi or Mel B. I always thought those two were actually the best judges on the show, besides Sharon Osbourne. And I also thought that they actually had that chemistry with Simon and also Howie. But I also found it kind of strange, even from me watching it, that, you know, okay, you changed out... The two female judges. And 
what about Howie? I mean, I like Howie Mandel. I like Tim and Little Monsters. I liked him. I like him as a stand-up comic and everything. I have no problem with him. I have no problem with Simon. But it may, raises the question of, okay, you're replacing two female judges for another set of two female judges. But you also didn't replace Howard Stern when he retired from that and everything. And I thought for sure that we would actually have another male, have three male hosts and not just have two female hosts in that's place. And here's the thing. I thought maybe, you know, maybe they might replace them with a third female host or maybe another male host. And I thought maybe that would actually balance things out a little bit more. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not, I wasn't feeling last season at all. I felt like they just decided to put anybody in to that whole entire realm to where nobody really had that much talent they actually work with. That's just how I viewed it, and it made me check out of the whole entire season early. Now, what I don't like is the fact that, you know, that they're filling up with these hot women and stuff like that and changing out their stuff. But you know what? It's their show. It's their network. It's the way that they do things. So really... You know, I this is just my opinion, and you know I'm gonna end up standing up for what I believe is right. So here's my thing: I have to agree with Howard on this subject alone, because of the fact that you have how you have Howie, you also have Simon that's still there, which is not a surprise since he's actually the one who founded this show. But to me, if you're gonna replace anybody, replace Howie or replace Simon, and. I think that if they went on ahead and placed one of those two judges, maybe that might actually have a little bit more chemistry with the new two gr- the new girls there. But I'm just not feeling the chemistry there. I'm probably not going to even watch the next season. And Tyra Banks, I thought, did a fantastic job as the host who replaced Nick Cannon. Because I also like Nick Cannon as, as the host, but he got fired from some stuff that he actually said on the, on the air as well. But the whole entire point that I'm trying to make is the fact that you fired her. And everything when you shouldn't have even fired her in the first place. The network also told her not to wear certain hairstyles because they deemed it too black. How can a hairstyle be too black? That's that is a hairstyle. It doesn't have any motives, it doesn't have anything behind it. It's a hairstyle. There's nothing there to actually pinpoint that's too black. What's too black? That also reminds me of the girl that she got sent home because of the fact that the teachers didn't like her hairstyle. Or anything like that. So they had to get a professional photographer to take her actual picture. Which to me shouldn't have happened in the first place. Because that's racial profile. And only that. But considering the fact that, that they want to keep hiring other girls in this whole entire thing. It's also sexist. It's racist as well with the whole hairstyle. And it's sexist because of the fact that they keep on hiring hot females. And changing things up with the female part. But what about the men? To me, the men need to be changed up too, not just the females. But that's just the way I'm looking at it because I here's the thing. Hairstyle is a hairstyle. I don't care what the person's hairstyle actually is. I don't pay that close attention to it because I'm a guy. But I never understood the problem with certain hairstyles. I mean, even white people having their own hairstyles and black people having their hairstyles and everything. I'm like, it's just a hairstyle. It's not causing any problems. So why are you even going about this in this kind of way? Because of the fact that it doesn't suit what you think is professionalism or anything like that. But here's the thing. Let the audience decide on this too of what they like and what they don't like. 
And here's the thing. I don't care what, this isn't just me. I don't care what the person is wearing. I don't care what the hairstyle is. I don't care about that. What I do care about, however, <clears throat> is the fact that they are actually being sexist and racist because of the fact that this is a black woman. Not only is she a black woman, but she's also just having a hairstyle that fits her and her personality and what she likes. So why are you judging somebody based on their hairstyle because they quote it as too black? It's just a hairstyle. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, it's not like the hairstyle is actually doing anything to distract anybody. It's just a hairstyle. I don't see anything wrong with people trying out different hairstyles at all. I also don't like the fact that this thing is a, nothing but, a, but sexist in its, own th- in its own thing. Because it is sexist. Because you're changing out females and not changing out the males. To me, you need to actually add another male co-star to replace Howard. And keep your Mel B and keep Heidi Klum. And I understand Mel B is going through some personal stuff herself. But even so, you can keep Heidi on there and place Mel B and still get a good show out of it. And actually have the chemistry that's actually there. But now I feel like that chemistry is missing. That joking around is actually missing. I really don't care about AGT anymore. I strayed away from it. I really don't like how they're actually handling certain situations over at that network concerning the fact that they wanted to go ahead and get rid of this woman because of her hairstyle and because of the fact that she's also a woman who they just up and decided to get tired of after a certain amount of seasons. I don't like it. I don't. Here's the thing. That's another thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that this is just this perfect example of how racist Hollywood actually is towards African-American women and how degrading it is towards African-American women and stuff like that because of the fact, look, if it wasn't racism, then why were they even considering getting Julia Roberts as Harriet Tillman in the first place? Or why can't someone of a different race who's not, besides white, having to be able to save a Native American. Why couldn't another Native American save another Native American? Why does it have to be an American, a white person saving a Native American person? That's another question that I actually asked, uh, that somebody asked me on the other night's podcast. What, and I wanted to address it because of the fact that it is important to be able to address these things because people are not actually addressing it that much. And I feel like that this is just one of those things that I have to address is... You see, Native Americans don't have someone like a T'Challa to root for in their movies. And the fact is, now we now African Americans actually have someone to root for, which is T'Challa. So I always put that as a perfect example of why they actually need to have a Native American hero in, in their place to be able to root for a certain hero in certain movies instead of having the same old cliche thing. And here's the thing. I love... I love seeing different types of race in different movies. I love seeing uh, some other hero besides a white American Caucasian person saving somebody. I like to see something different and something original rather than the same cliche stuff. But anyways, that's just how I'm viewing this whole entire thing about Howard Stern slamming AGT. I agree with Howard 110% on this. I think that they should go on ahead and reevaluate the whole entire situation, which NBC is actually doing. But I think it's too little too late on what they're doing because I'm going to be keeping up with this a lot more and giving updates on this because 
I feel like that even if they did went on ahead, they need to acknowledge what they did was wrong, which is something that Gabriella actually said on her tweet that they that they need to acknowledge the fact that they did something wrong and speak out at the fact that they did something wrong and acknowledge it rather than ignore it and sweep it underneath the rug and be like, okay, we, and that's it. No accountability for anything that they've done. But that's just how I'm looking at it. Let me know what you guys think. Because that's where my standpoint is as of right now. And I'm all, now I'm going to be talking about Ryan Johnson wants to direct a Mandalorian episode. Dude. Okay. You got on Twitter after the backlash last year of saying, I'll never direct another Star Wars movie again. And then you even tried talking another director out that wanted to direct a Star Wars movie. And you said, I wouldn't do it because of the backlash that I've gotten from it. And then that caused that director to not even want to do it anymore. So why do you even want to bother doing this? This is actually going to give you more backlash than what it is, than what you got last time. And I get the fact that Mandalorian is actually just episodes but John Favreau is doing a fantastic job at directing these episodes. Another thing, too, I would like to actually see Kevin Foggy direct a Mandalorian episode. As a matter of fact, he was actually going to be making a Star Wars movie or maybe a uh, Star Wars TV show. And if that's the case, I'm all for it. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't put it past me that Amy Castell might actually step aside and Kevin Feige might actually take the reins for the Star Wars stuff, even though he might be wearing two different hats, one for Marvel, one for Star Wars. But at least we might actually have some solid ground within the whole entire Star Wars universe if Kevin Feige does wind up taking over. But that's just a speculation on him taking over. But I would like to actually see him direct a Mandalorian episode. I would love to see him direct something with Star Wars within the either episodes, Star Wars movie, Star Wars show. I'm all for it. But as for Ryan Johnson... I don't even know why he wants to come back after the backlash, after everybody downed him. And now it seems like Star Wars is back on track again, where the fans are actually loving Star Wars at once again. And now here you go, wanting to screw all that up again. Here's the thing. I love Looper. I love the episodes that he directed for Breaking Bad. I haven't seen Knives Out, so I can't really say I like that movie or anything like that. So scratch that off the list. But as far as director... Who did Breaking Bad and Looper? I liked him. In, I liked him directing those two movies. I loved aspects of the the Last Jedi, but I didn't love the movie the way I loved the original trilogy, or how I loved the Force Awakens. And I believe that J.J. Abrams is going to bring balance to the Force and actually give us a solid Star Wars movie. But Ryan Johnson, man, I I got to be honest with you, man. Why do you want to come back? After those fans ripped you a new one. And you talking smack on Twitter saying that you'll never direct a Star Wars movie again. And here you are wanting to direct a, a TV series for Star Wars. Dude, just keep on directing your movies for, or TV shows. Forget about Star Wars. Forget about all that. Do your own thing. Make your own original work. Because it seems like your original work is actually working out a lot better than doing something that's already been done before with a franchise that's been there for the last 30 years i think that you would be better off at your own thing rather than go ahead and make making another star wars movie or tv show but that's how i'm looking at it though i think ryan johnson is a great director whenever it comes down to his own work but when it comes down to the star wars stuff leave it to the people that actually know what star wars is 
I get the fact that you want to try something different. You want to try something that looked like Ocean's Eleven in space when you had that whole entire casino scene. Then you also had Spaceballs going in there too. But I get the fact that you want to try something different and that you want to try and deliver it. But don't... It just didn't work. It didn't mesh well together. People noticed. And I liked aspects of your film. I just didn't like it as a whole. But... If you guys liked it, I'm glad that you guys liked it as a whole. I just like aspects of it. I can't down the guy for trying something new. I can't down the guy for the backlash that he got from it. But it makes me question his own inability of why does he even want to come back after this. I thought he would be over and done with Star Wars after the backlash. Not wanting to come back after that. But it just doesn't make sense to me. But... It is what it is. He wants to try and come back. So there's that. So now I'm going to move down to Vin Diesel. And Vin Diesel wants to make another Reddick movie. Which would be the fourth in the franchise. And I have to say. I love the Chronicles of Reddick movies. I love. I loved. Uh, I loved all their all his Reddick movies. They're very good. They're very. They're a lot better than Fast and the Furious franchise in, in itself. To be honest with you, if there was like any franchise that I wish that he would actually come back to, it would be the Riddick's franchise. Because he actually shines in the Riddick franchise. Not saying that he doesn't shine in the Fast and the Furious franchise, but, you know, I've outgrown the Fast and the Furious stuff to the point where I'm fatigued of the Fast and the Furious stuff. I prefer Hobbs and Shaw, another Hobbs and Shaw movie, over another Fast and the Furious movie any day. And I also don't like the direction that they actually want to... Rumor has it that they're actually wanting to use Paul Walker's sons again and use Paul Walker's face on their kids again and take him out of retirement. Come on. What's the point of us having that scene where we have the homage to... in the seventh film where we actually have the slideshow of seeing Paul Walker one more time? And them going off their own separate ways. What's the point of that if you're just going to go reintroduce Paul Walker back into the Fast and the Furious franchise? It loses its whole entire connectivity with the audience and everything. And that emotional attachment to where nobody would want to go see this because of that reason. But anyways, I love him and Reddick. I think he's really good when he's playing this character. And I'm excited to see what they're going to do with another Chronicles of Reddick movie. Because it has been a long time since we actually seen another Chronicles of Riddick. And I'm actually excited to see what he's going to do with it. And I've even loved the ending for the Chronicles of Riddick. Because it makes me wonder what, what kind of king is he going to be? What kind of leader is he going to be? Is there going to be somebody that's going to be challenging him on that mantle to where somebody else is going to want to control his army? What's going to happen with him? And is it going to be a rise and fall type of thing, like with T'Challa, where somebody's going to be challenging him to the seat? Or what's what's going to happen to him? That's just something that I really would love to see play out. But until we actually know what the actual plot details are or anything like that, we just have to go from there. And now I'm going to talk about something else he wants to do. He wants to make a Last Witch Hunter movie. Now... I've done a review for The Last Witch Hunter back on my YouTube channel. You can actually check out Movie Lovers Unite on that. But I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't like The Last Witch Hunter movie. I thought the characters were very one-dimensional. Elijah Wood was very one-dimensional. Vin Diesel was one-dimensional. The plot was one-dimensional. There was nothing there. There was no meat there 
at all for me to eat. To make me want to digest and say, you know what? I would love to see another Last Witch Hunter movie. I would like to actually see that. And I can't believe there's actually a huge fan base that actually wants to see this movie. And I get all filmed with subjective. It's just that it shocked me that people actually liked this movie and everything. And whenever I also know that there are people also too that d- didn't like The Last Witch Hunter. But it just... It's kind of shocking that there's actually a huge fan base for this still. And people are wanting a sequel to it. So as long as people are still wanting a sequel to it, even though I'm not one of them, I can root for that. I can actually praise them for wanting to have another sequel because I'm not going to down somebody for liking a particular movie whenever I didn't. It just makes me question of what did they like about the last Witch Hunter movie to the point where they said, you know what, I'd like to see Ven again as the last Witch Hunter and see what they can actually do to grow and maybe give him some layers to his character to help flesh him out the way we didn't get to in the second film. I would like to actually know what was the reasons why they loved that movie. But anyways, another thing I want to question is too, the last Witch Hunter had a $90 million budget. In the box office, it made $140.4 million. But you take a third of that away because it goes towards the movie theater and then the rest goes into the PA people and stuff like that. And it, and when you take a third of that away, you wind up with $46 million. Which is not even enough to cover the $90 million budget. It didn't even break even, which is sad because I always root for a movie to actually be successful even though I might not be in the mood to see that particular film. And... For him to want to do this, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe another streaming service might want to take it up and do it. I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix does it or Hulu or some other company that wants to actually take on doing a part two. Because I don't see the studio saying, you know what, then we're going to go ahead. We're going to give you another $90 million budget and we're going to go on ahead and we're going to do another Last Witch Hunter movie. And good luck. I don't see them doing that. Especially after only $46 million. Which is not a lot of money to actually go on whenever you have a $90 million budget. So, there's that. I mean, like I said, I would love for it to be successful. I would love to see some layers to them being fleshed out. But with these kind of movies, you don't take seriously. You really don't. It's just one of those popcorn pop some popcorn in your face and just relax and turn your brain off for a couple of hours and enjoy a Vin Diesel movie for that type of movie. Now, Chronicles of Riddick, you can do the same thing as well, but you're in there for the plot. You're in there for, like, the one-liners that he always gives. You're in there because you know what you're expecting. But Last Witch Hunter, it's kind of all over the place. It doesn't even know what it wants to be with the first movie, and I feel like with the second one, if they do it, they need to understand what the tone is, what the movie is, what they're going for. Because if they don't understand those things, it's going to lose the audience quick. And that's what happened with me. So, I think that's going to be it for me for tonight. I would love to know what you guys think about the whole Howard Stern thing with uh, Gabriel uh, Union. And as well as the Ryan Johnson news and the Vin Diesel news. I'm kind of interested to hear what you guys have to say about that. And I'm also going to be doing my, the best and 
disappointed movies of 2019 in the middle of December because there are some movies that I still want to go out and see and support. For instance, I still want to see Tom Hanks' Mr. Rogers. I still want to see Ford vs. Ferrari. So those are the two top movies that I still want to see. Once I see those two movies, I'm going to be doing my best and disappointed list of 2019. And I'm going to be honest too, there's actually some movies that I missed out on. So I might actually go to the Redbox and check out some of the ones that I actually missed out on and do reviews on that to expand on my list. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I do want to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, even though I thought that would be glorifying a serial killer. And now that I've found out that that's only like a secondary thing, I might actually go on ahead, check it out, and do a review on that as well. It's just so I can go on ahead and expand my list out a little bit more on what I think about certain movies. So anyways, until next time. Bye-bye.